Good morning, church. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I just want to start a bit by reiterating what was said at the beginning. It's nice to, to be back uh, here in worship, in person. Uh, it's been nice to, to have the availabilities of places like Winnipeg and others uh, that are able to, to do something online and, and be able to watch in that way. And that's been nice to be able to, to be a part of that. Uh, the other day I was listening to, to a podcast about talking about the COVID shutdown and they had talked a little bit about uh, kind of speculating what it might have been like if this would have hit 25 or 30 years ago and what, how similar maybe the restrictions would have been or not have been uh, or what things would have been a little bit different. And when we think of our worship, how we've been worshiping on Sundays, uh, you know, 30 years ago, that wouldn't have been possible because the technology wouldn't have existed enough to be able to do that. And so what would we have done? And I don't know. I'm glad we didn't have to solve that problem at that time. Um, and so we're very blessed to be able to have the technology that we've, we've had uh, to be able to, to still worship with the church uh, from our own homes. Uh, but it is very nice to be back and here at the building and been able to see each other face to face. So this morning, we're gonna talk about one of the things that's really kind of ramped up in the last year and a half of this pandemic has been anxiety in people. Uh, people being anxious for things of, of an unknowing of what's going to happen. When are things going to change? When am I going to be able to go here or go there? Or when am I going to be able to see this person or that person? And anxiety levels have gone much higher, as we can expect, in the last year and a half. And so, you know, if, if you look at a lot of material that's there, if you look at, you know, Amazon's top best-selling books, you'll find a number of books that deal with this idea. Uh, and we have in our in our culture, in our country here, access to many professionals that are very good at dealing with high levels of this. And they're very good resources that we have that we can go and seek out. But all those resources can be great. They can be very helpful. But they're incomplete if we don't take God's word along with it. And what God has to say, and what in God's word he has to say about being anxious and having and how to deal with the anxiety and, and the unknown unknowingness of the world around us. So I'll start with the question, do you consider yourself someone who's prone to anxiety or prone to be anxious? Do you consider yourself somebody who uh, worries a lot? Are you somebody that stresses out about a lot of things? How do you react or how do you act when something maybe important is coming up? Uh, how are, are you a little nervous or are you just kind of very easygoing and just go with it? We all can have different personalities that we deal with things in very different ways. Um, some will will stress and worry about every thing that's to come. And others will go, okay, 
I'll just go the next day and whatever happens, that happens. Uh, I was thinking even just before here, I was thinking this week of kind of how I react to things. And even something like this, coming and speaking, it's not a high anxiety level at all, but there is a little bit of, of nervousness or, you know, and anybody that's, that's spoken and preached before, there's a little bit of, I don't even know if nervousness is the right word, but it depends on what you, who you are. Um, and so usually on Sundays when I speak, I don't go and sit down. I don't know if you ever noticed, I usually stand at the door in the back. I just, I just can't find myself to just sit. I got to kind of move around, even up here, you'll notice I move. I, don't, I can't just be buckled to the pulpit. But I move a little bit, and that kind of just helps me just kind of keep my mind going. But we all kind of have different ways in which we deal with uh, anxiety, the ways we, we, we deal with different problems that we have that kind of come up in the world. And so this morning, uh, the main scripture that we're going to be looking at is Philippians chapter 4. So you can go to Philippians chapter 4, and that's where we're going to spend most of the time. We will look at a few different uh, passages here in a few minutes. Uh, but Paul's writing to the Philippian church there, and he's giving them some, some comforting words when applied to their lives at that time, and then also as they apply to our lives today. And so what we're going to do is this morning is try to have this idea of trying to keep calm in our lives and rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice that the Lord is in our lives. So we're going to look at a few different examples this morning of how Paul lays it out and what we can do when we find ourselves in these situations, when we are anxious. The first that we, that we see is that we need to be calm in prayer. So he says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So I, talk, I asked you before, are you prone, what are you kind of prone to when you get in, in, in big situations? And so here, I asked, what, what do you do when you are anxious? I kind of gave that example there. I kind of pace around a little bit. Uh, I, I kind of walk around. I just can't sit still. So what do you do when you're anxious for something? Do you pace around like that? Do you complain to the person next to you about, ah, this is going on and that's going on. I can't, I don't like this or I don't like that. Uh, do you try to distract yourself by maybe a hobby that you have or uh, some sort of activity that you enjoy to kind of get your mind off the thing you're thinking about? We all maybe have ways in which we find we deal with uh, different situations or, or anxious times. We, we do something to deal with it. What Paul is saying here, what he recommends to the church, is what we need to do is we need to go in prayer. Uh, one of the things we're, as we're reading through Exodus in Wednesday night Bible study, uh, we see time and time again when, when the Israelite people are in a difficult situation. And they're, they don't know what's, what's going to happen next, where the, their, uh, their water is going to come from, where their food is going to come from. And, and, and they go and they complain to Moses and they complain to God. 
And one of the things that we've seen as we go through that study is that they don't go to God in prayer. That's not their immediate reaction. Their immediate reaction is to complain to the person in front of them. And here, Paul wants us to remember that when we are anxious, when we're in a situation that we don't know how it's going to turn out, that we go to God in prayer. And he says, let your requests be known, be made known to God, whatever we want. And I'm sure over this last year and a half, we've all gone to God in prayer, asking God for this to be, be through, for people to, uh, to stay healthy, and, and all the things that we deal with, uh, that we've been dealing with in the last year or so. We've went to God and we've made our request been known. And Paul says this is a crucial part in how we act as Christians towards God. Whenever we need to talk, God is there. Right? God gave us his word to be able to communicate to us in a very tangible way that we can pick up and re we can read and we can see. But prayer is our way to communicate to God. And he's always there. He's always listening. He always wants that communication from us. So as soon as we start seeing something unknown, or seeing being a little anxious of something, that first reaction we should have is to go to God in prayer. The second example he talks about is that is we can be calm in God's peace. It says, and the peace of God, which, surprises, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So where do you go to find peace? Sometimes we just need to get away. We just need to go somewhere or do something that we can calm ourselves. So where do you go to find peace? Do you go for a walk? Do you try to take a nap and just calm down? Do you have a spot that you enjoy to go, maybe at, at the lake or at, at somewhere you like to go to just find peace? We all have time when we need to go and just find that peace. He says there are hearts and minds need to be guarded by the things happening in our world, and God is the one that can supply that. God will guard our hearts and minds. With all of the things that are happening in the world, we can get very kind of anxious about that, and we can get nervous about that, and we can, there's so many unknowns happening in the world. But when we want to find peace, God is there to help us find that peace. And Paul talks about that peace in a way that he says, which surpasses all comprehension. So we think, man, there's a lot going on. I'm really, I, I can't deal with it all. Well, Paul says here that God, God's peace will surpass anything that we can imagine. He can do much more than we can imagine. So we think we're in a real difficult time, and it is, it has been difficult in many different ways. But when we look 
to God for peace, he will supply that to us in ways that we can't imagine. The third example that Paul talks about is that we need to keep calm and practice. So verse 9 says, The things you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. I'm sure you've known people that when in difficult situations deal really well with and you may be surprised, how can you deal that well when all of this is going on? And you probably know people that just completely fall apart in any little thing that goes wrong. Paul is saying here to the church to look at him and look at the things that he has taught them, the things that they've learned, the things that they've seen, all these good things that Paul has passed on to them that they've seen God do and look at these examples and practice these things. When we look at Paul's life in the New Testament, there's many ways that we can emulate Paul in how he responds to different situations. And he says, take these things that you've learned and practice them and the God of peace will be with you. Now, when you when you think when you think of practice, if you have to practice something, do you think of that as being a calm, a calming thing to do? Is to practice something? Is that are you usually calm when you practice? Practice is usually kind of a busy thing. You you usually look at when you want to get better at something. You determine, well, what am I kind of bad at? And I'll work hard to get over that. And practice can be a lot of work. It's repetitive over and over and over again. It can be a lot of work. And so many things that we practice with may not kind of calm us down too much. But this is a little bit of a different situation. These sorts of things that we're practicing will keep us calm because we think of the teachings of Christ. We think of the things that God's Word has given us, and we practice those things. And so, as I said, sometimes when we practice, we focus on the negative, what am I bad at, and try to fix it. In Scripture, we continue to look at the things of how to act, how to be, and we look at that and say, okay, this is what I need to do when I go out into the world. How we've responded to this pandemic in the last year and a half speaks a lot about who we are and how God has impacted our lives. If we're out in the world complaining every day to our coworkers and our friends and saying, boy, I can't, the government is so ridiculous and they're crazy and they do this and that, and why can't we do this and why do I have to wear this mask and why do I, all these things, that reflects on you and it reflects on God. But if we go out in the world and act in ways that God wants us to act, we are kind and we are polite and we are patient. The world sees that and sees that, look how these Christians act different. Look at how they respond to the world, how they respond to our government and the rules that we need to follow and the things that are around in our world. 
Paul tells us in there to dwell on good things when he talks to the church. The true and right things, to dwell on these good things. It's easy to dwell on the bad things and the hard things. But we are encouraged here to dwell on the good things, which there are a lot of, including right this morning is a good thing that we can come and meet together. So here's a few other examples in Scripture of where the Scripture talks about this idea, and we'll look at a few different ones. The first is from Matthew chapter 11. It says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. We can go to Jesus, all of us, whether we are, whether we are weary and heavy laden or just um, in, in good spirits. We can go to Jesus and he will give us rest. John chapter 14, verses 1 and then also verse 27. Verse 1 says, Do not let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your heart be troubled, nor let it be fearful. Don't let our hearts be troubled. There's so many things to trouble us. But he says, believe in God, and then believe in Christ. He talks about the peace again, the peace. He says, my peace I give to you. God's giving us this gift. This gift of peace, he's giving.